what is up everybody and welcome to the latest edition of when the weekend is podcast right <laughs> did, we, did we forget our own podcast name now <laughs> doing great doing amazing sweetie uh I, i'm your bewildered host alamir joined by raul Contreras. <laughs> hey, I'm just here along for this ride. And the habitual line stepper, Green Web. Wow. I forgot that's a <laughs> <laughs> that uh nickname is a deep cut, but that's bring it back. that is the that was one that's why I wanted you to be on this episode. <laughs> because I just remembered that and I wanted to make use of it. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, so this is the conversational podcast where we talk about the weekend news the new releases or releases for the upcoming week rumors we talk we remember a game every week we tweet we try to make a good show we shake up so without without any further ado oh i forgot what to say what day it is it is the 25th of october and yes Next gen is getting here quicker than ever. Unfortunately, it won't be next gen. <laughs> the next generation. Yeah. Hell yeah. Back baby. <laughs> He's back, baby. Okay, so I'll go through the upcoming releases for the week of October 30th, 2020. First off, we have Cobra Kai, the the Karate Kid saga continues for Switch, PS4, and Xbox. Wonderful. Next, we have a game that I really want to try and Ghost Runner. I have hey, what is pre-order. Ghost Runner? Uh, Ghost Runner is... Actually, Graydon, why don't you sell uh, roll on Ghost Runner? So it's Mirror's Edge uh, with um, a sword and a grappling hook in the world of Blade Runner. Like, it's it's very... Oh! <laughs> it's very cyberpunky. It's very bloody. Um, but also, unlike Mirror's Edge, it's very, um, like, timing-based. So you're going down this, like... You, it's It's not really open world. It's fairly linear which kind of it goes by in like little arenas so you'll have like frequent checkpoints where you have to like plan your attacks because any hit will kill you and you'll have to start again so you're just kind of making effortless run through either wall running or swinging with your hook and then like stabbing someone in and dodging that's like it's super fast-paced and um it was infamous to me because i waited in line at pax east to play it for like over an hour and the demo is like 20 minutes and i made it last an hour because <laughs> i was like i am getting my money's worth out of this demo <laughs> and huh. um, it was like it, it just had me glued to the screen like it's it's very looking and fast and um yeah, I've really forward to it for a while. And I think it's only like 20 bucks or 20 
you can get it right now places there's sales going on you can get it for around 20 so it's definitely worth checking out yeah you can get that on pc switch ps4 and xbox one and next is the game that roll almost reviewed uh-huh uh legend of heroes trails of cold steel 4 for for the ps4 for life <laughs> just want just need to work an extra four in there next up we have odd world new and tasty which is a basically just a port to uh the switch okay i was gonna ask that's not the new odd world that was announced with all the ps5 stuff no it's storm no it's the uh remaster of the first game oh okay oh the first one yeah. That's cool because Soulstorm's like a sequel to that. So oh oh this is the one that's been out on PS4 for a while. Just coming to Switch. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Good game. And then on PS4 PS4 and Switch we have Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD remaster. Oh yeah, he ho motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Watch Dogs Legion for PC, PS4, Xbox, Stadia. So get Stadia get some love. I get down with fucking Hacker Memo up in this game. Uh, oh, next... Hacker Memo. Yeah, that's her name is Hacker Memo. You can't tell yeah, me yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's... If it's not, it will be quickly corrected to that. <laughs> And I honestly, I, I I swear to God, I hope I hope Chris Plant comes back into in this game. Chris Plant. I mean, finally, yeah, he finally got that hernia cream for his ass or something. No, he has hemorrhoid cream. Hemorrhoid cream. Thank you. And and hopefully he fucks a drone. <laughs> so. Oh, Chris Plant. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope for PC, PS4, and Xbox. Mad Rat Dead for Switch and PS4. Yumahara Kawasi Fresh for PS4. And then this game that Nintendo is, has been really horrible with. Uh, Pik- Pikmin 3 Deluxe, the game that you can literally only buy on Switch at a, at a, at a good price. Why isn't it? It was on Wii. It was it was on Wii U, but you you only the only way you can buy it is if you track it down on eBay. Oh, yeah, they removed it from the uh, eShop. Brilliant. So, without any further ado, it's time for the news. Bada da do da, yeah. Damn. <laughs> he said he up again, but this week it just got skipped. It's a happy news. I mean, it's, it's, it's October. You got to put a little, a little scare in it. The spooky news. 
Want me to get it started with a spooky news? Yes. Take things away with our first story. I will take things away. Um, Our first story works kind of as like a continuation of a story we've talked about before. But I think we saw that Amazon Luna has launched into early access for invitees only. Is it in? Ah! What? (laughs) It's spooky. Spooky. Oh, sorry. Please continue. I love that. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I couldn't resist. It's so loud. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So, uh, um, (laughs) it's the ghost of Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) Amazon's cloud gaming service. Uh, dubbed Luna or Boona um, is available now. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Is now available in the United States. Um, so they put it in early S, which you could have been requesting since we had talked about it. Um, you can you can still request to join in the beta period on their website. Um. And, of course, as part of the program, you pay $6 a month to subscribe to the Plus Game Channel. That's with a library of 50 games. Um, It should be known that the Ubisoft channel is not yet live. Amazon says that's coming, and it will have Assassin's Creed Halloween. Um, So probably closer to then, and not including uh, Watch Dogs at launch. But, like, their special Ubisoft partnership they've got going on with it beta participant you can also purchase the luna controller for 50 dollars, which is designed for cloud gaming um it hooks into Wi-Fi and can hook it to amazon servers directly and it works similar to stadia's ad but who knows what that even looks like because nobody uses it sick burn thanks graden um so <laughs> So, in a blog post, <laughs> um, Amazon's Mark Witten talked about how Luna is going to start small, and they plan to only invite a fraction, quote, hundreds of thousands of requests, he being one of them. Um, and I did not get a uh, get an invite. Did I lose you guys, or can you hear me still? No, we're still here. We're oh, still okay. here. Is my, my uh, Greg Mellon got, got in. Weird. What? He did get it. Holy crap, Alan just talked twice. Ghost in my system. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, no, Greg Miller did get in. Um I didn't. Uh but yes, as Mark Witten said, quote, we are just getting started and need streamers and players of all kinds, core, casual, and first and gamers to provide feedback. We want to hear what customers like, what they don't like, and what they want to see us build. If we're doing something great, tell us. If we're missing the bar, we want to know that too. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That uh, we're trying to get into cloud gaming, hopefully, than Stadia. Who knows? They're just like James Cameron. They're trying to set. They're trying to find that bar. Yeah, isn't James Cameron trying to find like a boat? Or he found the Titanic, right? <laughs> what the hell he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm referring to a, a South Park episode oh. with, the, with the James Cameron theme. 
Oh, right. His name is James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to get DMCA'd. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Do you think we're going to get DMCA'd because I was singing that song last podcast, but it was with Bugsnax? Is Bugsnax enough of a creative spin on that that we can't get sued? I feel like you've sang some other songs too for covers now that you made an album for Chris. So once we do oh, that, yeah. uh, the DMC null and void. Well, with that taken care of, I will take the <laughs> next story. Halo, the Master Chief Collection, gets optimized for next gen. What does that mean exactly? Uh, well, first, this, this comes to us from Venture Beat. Uh, Microsoft announced that the Halo Master Chief Collection will be fully optimized for Series X and S. And the optimized version of the Master Chief Collection will include 120 FPS for both single and multiplayer modes. Along with 4K support on Series X. Microsoft is also promising split-screen improvements, along with cross-gen play and adjustable left of FOV. Hmm. And the upgrade will be free on November seventeenth. It will also and it'll also be able are available via Game Pass. So that is that is officially the shortest story we've ever done on this show. That is very small, but exciting. I'm going to have to replay all of Halo again now. Small and exciting, just like Bug Snacks. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That could have gone a whole other way, too. (laughs) Bug (laughs) Snacks. Just like the Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I wanted to say that 120. Like as soon as I got terrified, because that is way too freaking fast for me. Like I was like, "Oh, to be sick!" Like I will never want to play a game at 120 FPS. I won't. I'm saying it right. So doesn't really excite me much, but I am interested in seeing the other improvements. I would like to fuck around and find out what that game is like in 120 frames per second. Well, from one next-gen story to the other, we'll want to talk about the uh, PS5 fan. Yeah. Um, so, VP of Mechanical Design at Sony Interactive Entertainment, Yasuhiro Tori, he did an interview where he kind of talked about uh fan. He kind of went into detail about the fan that's going to be in the PS5, which... Um, they showed off in a video. It's a double-sided air intake fan, which is 120 millimeters in diameter, 45 millimeters thick. And it has four different temperature sensors inside the console that controls the speed of the fan. You know, check it 
takes the temperature of the console, then adjusts the speed of the fan to compensate for the te- uh, temperature. And in that interview, he revealed that Sony is going to be able to tweak uh, those controls through online updates. So what they're going to do is they're, they have it set up so those sensors will send them data on how the console runs certain games, or rather how the games run on that console, so that they will be able to further refine it as the console lifespan goes on. So say they really, like Miles Morales, right? They're going to be taking data from how everyone's calling PS5's run Miles Morales, and they're going to use it to make sure it's even more optimized for Spider-Man 2 when that comes out, or any other Sony exclusive. Yeah, so they put, for example, if a game is under heavy load for a long period of time, Sony can increase the fan speed to make sure everything's cool, even at the expense of quietness. Uh, So that's kind of cool. The other thing that was mentioned in this interview that I kind of want to see, just because I feel like it would be super satisfying... They he said Tori said that they made a transparent model of the chassis of the console, uh, and used dry ice smoke and watched the dry ice smoke because if, if no one's ever seen dry ice smoke, it's super visible. They watched the dry ice smoke go through the console through the transparent chassis to see how airflow works through the console, and that actually sounds like it'd be really cool to watch. It it's it sounds like it'd be a cool thing to watch if especially especially if you're high. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa man, look at how this shit fucking flows. <laughs> uh that's kinda neat. I wonder if for people who would be uncomfortable with their console just giving out information, I wonder if there's a way to shut that off. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's a good question. Um I mean not that I would, because that sounds like yeah, hell yeah, fucking update fan so that it's not as loud as it needs to be, but and well, that sounds cool. Well this brings I wanted to I was gonna I was gonna bring I plan on bringing this up anyway. Uh so I've been I stumbled upon a through YouTube's weird algorithms a uh a video series called uh PlayStation Girl. Huh. I wondered what that was. And yeah, um it's basically this uh visual representations are personifications of each console so uh they've and like when i say i watched i i mean i watch a lot <laughs> not not a, not a creepy way and a i need to look at this for reasons <laughs> mm-hmm. and there was just a moment where like the PlayStation is played by the same actress 
uh, Angie, Angie Sims. And like there was the PS4 was talking crap about the PS5. And I think she I think there was a line called saying like, bitch, I couldn't hear you over your your fan. <laughs> and it's it's really it was it really was one of the best or funniest things that I've seen in quite a while. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would personally like to see from this like so sorry, I'm distracted. Um how they are going to like use those haptic triggers if they could do the same thing the fans and have it be like oh you're playing a game with a plane and then your fan gets louder or or you want you're in like a wintry landscape and so the the fan gets faster and cools you down. That <laughs> sounds really cool. I feel like there is a Sony exec who will hear that and be like, fuck! Hey, we think of that. Yeah, on second thought, maybe don't do that. Wasn't Microsoft doing something like that with lights? a long time ago they they were trying what you talking about a Luma room yeah but there was like a microsoft specific one yeah everyone it was like on the lead up to the fucking xbox yeah, it one, like everyone. would make the whole room look like the it was like a projection of the screen yeah, and then it was like to the lead up of the xbox one and everyone's like oh this is what the new xbox is gonna have and then it did it Oh yeah, I remember that. I think um Are we talking about this? Oh, Luma Room? <laughs> yeah. I like took over the like your 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 room looking. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> That's it. It was just like just a mountain behind you, right? Yeah. Like a connect like a Yeah, I I'm very sad cancelled badass. But alas. Um uh, yeah. Graydon. Yes. How would you tell us about the recent news with Ubisoft. Perhaps I should um and learn about Ubisoft. Um, so they are, according to like r- reports, uh, combining their Uplay and Ubisoft Club services for the new console generation and re. So what this aims to do is be a social platform designed to integrate features like multi points, achievements, and friend lists into Ubisoft games. Um, so it's like what Ubisoft Club has been before, or or what they used to call Uplay Rewards. Um, 
but make streamlining it. So the uh, release statement said this personalized gaming experience also comes with a news feed interface gathering friends activities and achievements and smart intel feature brings players dedicated tips and video recommendations based on their game activities each on their personal stats and play style to keep improving or compare with select groups of friends through an improved leaderboard system um this is set to launch october 29th alongside watch Dogs Legion, and it's going to come to both um, both console generations and PC. So they're planning to use this for games like Valhalla, Immortals Phoenix Rising, and Riders Republic. So it seems like a, a next generation of the Ubisoft Club and how they've been doing this for a while. Um, personally, I use that system. I, I like that system a lot. I've I used to use it a lot more like I would get like free just dance songs and for a while every Assassin's Creed get like the robes um so it used to be it used to be a lot better and then the app kind of fell apart so I'm looking forward to fixing the flaws they had um but yeah here's hoping that that there's also a trailer, though I've yet to watch it. So may explain things I didn't know about. Um, yeah, I hope that it's a little, a little better there, and it's easy. Another thing that is when you use it on a console, like pretty much every Ubisoft game, pull it up in on console, but it pulls it up in like the system's web browser, and it's just broken and it's to load, and it's just takes way too long so um so yeah that would be awesome if that got better and and yeah ubisoft connect look out for it next week thoughts no i i I, it would be nicer if it had better console integration yeah uh because yeah, those web browsers on current consoles aren't great. I don't know what they're like on the Series X or the PS5, but not great on the PS4 or the One. Well, with, with uh, certain games like uh, uh, Division Two, you can you'll be able to transfer like PC data from PC to PS4 and vice versa. So like save game data, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, when I when Emmett or when this got announced, uh, Emmett and I were, were in the middle of Players Club, and I initially got mad because I was expecting to hear, and it's. You'll be and you play plus is coming to consoles, <laughs> which I would not have wanted at all. Because Wouldn't I'm already, want you play because I'm already paying the fifteen dollars a month. Should be, you wouldn't want consoles. 
I mean, I would, but. Yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> Fucking video games are complicated, man. Don't ever do them. <laughs> They're making them way too complicated these days. Yeah. It's, it's a gateway drug, if you will. Speaking of gateway drugs. Oh, no. Huh? Um, some good stuff is coming to uh, Spider-Man on PS4. Uh-huh. Eventually. Okay, so you hear about the new suits coming to the remastered version on PS5? Uh huh. <laughs> well, Insomniac Games has confirmed that the new suits will make their way back to Spider Man PS4, the PS4 version. And these include the, re- the replica suit of. Or the Andrew Garfield suit from the Amazing uh-huh. Spider-Man films. Hell yeah, boy! The other two are unknown or TBA right now, and this comes off the heels of. Spidey-gate. The fact that the whole yeah, you're not you won't be able to get a free upgrade to Spider-Man Remastered unless you buy blank. They didn't put a they didn't give an ETA on when this will happen. But they just or they basically just said that it will happen. They just, just not when. Well, I mean, I might be talking out of my ass, but it, I can't imagine it wouldn't be too long after the launch of Miles Morales because if they're just working backwards to make those seats not as like ray tracing HD or whatever, it shouldn't take that long, I don't think. I could also be talking. I don't know what it takes to make those suits work on either console. So, there's a PS5, and, um, like the the master launch with Miles. Same time. I think Miles is available day one for PS5. Yeah, and that's the the ultimate edition as well with the master. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then. I don't know. I feel like come the suits could come later because that's how they did it with PS4 Spider-Man. They just kind of put them out over time. What, mm-hmm. if they, what if they change back PS4's face to the new Peter Park face? Now you're talking. <laughs> they do that. They could essentially do that. They could. Well, I mean, I didn't put it in the uh, in the news, but did you guys see the thing with the? Uh, that Microsoft's take on this with Gears 5? No. Oh, yeah, the thing? Yeah, so if there'll be, there's an option for Gears 5 to have Marcus's Phoenix, Marcus Phoenix's face be swapped out with Dave Batista's. 
Okay. And it'll, like the the it's basically just an an alternate way to see like what could could have been. <laughs> and I I will say this as someone who prefers the John Dem- like the very like the face they've had the iconic Marcus Phoenix face. The way the gameplay looked, like the cutscenes looked with Batista Phoenix. I was sold. Like, okay, I'm sold too. I think it looks very cool, but nobody, and I love Batista. Nobody wanted a what could have been. Like, they're not going to go and update Rise of the Tomb Raider and make it Angelina Jolie's face. Like, that that's uh, who, right. It wouldn't be her anymore. It'd be uh, uh, uh okay, okay. oh, uh, yeah, Vikander, Vikander. Um, like, it's just not, it doesn't make any sense, but it, it, that, that more sense than the gears thing. Like, you've got who is iconic in gaming and a voice that could arguably more recognizable than the face at this point. Like, I just don't know why they, why they're doing that all. Let's remake a uh, Spider-Man PS4 with Tobey Maguire. That's fine. I'm thinking of a, a really dumb Tobey Maguire referencing. I'll put some dirt in your eye. There we go. <laughs> no, it's a, hey, this is the conversational podcast. <laughs> um, I think with that whole Spider-Man face swap thing, it's gonna be one of those things that we're just gonna get used to. Yeah, I've already moved moved past the stage of I really don't want this to like. I mean, it's it's the only way I'll be able to fully play Spider-Man Remastered. Yeah. Also, like, who knows? We haven't seen... We've only seen the brief snippets that they've shown us. Like, it might look fucking incredible once people get their hands on a PS5. Uh, So it's, you know, it's it's, it's to the point where it's like there's no... It's done already gonna happen and it's also not that big a deal that we need to make such a big sneak about it okay looks like i was wrong so make that make that tally that for the over the supercut of the eventual alan was wrong (laughs) 567 times (laughs) uh they are not just simply having just batista's face as marcus's batista is doing uh apparently doing He's doing voice the voice stuff too. Oh, he's like totally different. It just is. I I don't get it. <laughs> Put him in the game. They're, don't make him Marcus. They're still doing the thing where you could switch between old Marcus and Batista Marcus. I don't know because I have not. I'm. I decided to stop. I was. I made it to about an hour into Gears Five. But then decided to 
stop and wait for the Series X version. Mm. And then again, the Gears 5 will be 120 frames per second. So, uh, I, I, I take it you don't want to see that grading. See what, the video? No, uh, Gears running at 120 FPS. Oh yeah, no, I'll get dizzy. I'll throw up. <laughs> you know, it's funny, the first HD game I ever saw was the first Gears of War. And it made me dizzy. <laughs> I just remember watching the whatever iOS it was that allowed for 60 FPS videos. And all of a sudden, all of my Funhouse videos got like so does when they played GTA. Like <clears throat> they were in 60. And like just, I knew something was off and it was wrong. And I. I already like I have trouble with sixty as it is. I don't want I want twenty. Yeah, I went to go see the last Hobbit movie. Oh, the one where they put the, the FPS down or whatever. They brought it up to it was so I watched it in IMAX at sixty frames a second and uh I mean, I adjusted to it pretty quick, but boy, did it look weird at first. I don't even remember that, but that's crazy. I remember there was some kind of problem with the FPS Hobbit. Yeah, if you watch the fucking IMAX version, it was at 60 frames and everyone hated it. Oh, this is here. It used 48 frames per second. I have to read it into looked, this more, I guess. <laughs> it looked it looked like all those display TVs at like Best Buy or Target or whatever. But like oh, you weird. know how they all look like fucking soap operas or whatever? It was like that on a huge IMAX <laughs> screen, basically. Well while Graydon re- does his re- research. Uh re- roll t- let's sp- spend a yarn about Darkest Dungeon Two Transcending Dimensions. Uh yeah, so um, I guess Red Hook Studios, the studio behind the first Darkest Dungeon and Darkest Dungeon 2, uh, about a year and some change ago announced Darkest Dungeon 2. Uh, and they haven't really talked about it until now, where they announced that uh, it's going to enter early access via the Epic Store next year. Also, they're making the transition from 2D to 3D. So, uh, their quote is, Our familiar companions band together for another journey into oblivion, this time in stylized 3D. And they released a trailer, or a teaser trailer, actually, that was captured straight out of Unity and uses the in-game character models and rendering techniques from the game itself. So, you can watch that teaser to see what it's going to look like. Um, and for those who don't know, because I certainly didn't know until I read this article, and this actually sounds kind of dope. The first original Darkest Dungeon, which was it came out in 2016, uh, it's a turn based game that has like a lot of Lovecraftian influence to it, 
So it pitted players against an army of Lovecraftian horrors battling in turn-based fashion across numerous trap-infested environs. And this is the part that sounds cool to me, is the madness mechanic where over the course of a fight, party members could be sent over the like they they'll, they'll be going crazy and that'll give them negative quirks that'll make future stuff with those characters hard this game sounds cool uh <laughs> and the the sequel sounds cool and also the sequel's going to be in 3d and it's going to be early access on the epic game store next year yeah as soon as i saw read the news story i i i, I didn't i read it wrong i thought it said and your early access is up right now and I got, and I thought, yippee! <laughs> and yeah, my, my hopes were shattered. But uh, Darkest Darkest Dungeon is one of those games where pretty much everywhere, every platform you played on, it's, it, it's great, even on Vita. Huh. Getting that on Vita was it free or something or no? I, I think it was. For, I, I'm not sure if it was free with, with uh, Vita, but I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was free on Plus. Oh, I might have it then. Interesting. I think that's how I got it. I want to say that, or else I was <clears throat> I was interested in it at the time. Is that or is that not a deck builder? I can't recall. It's not. Okay. It doesn't say anything about it being a deck builder. Good, good, good. So, uh, Graydon, spit about the queen. Okay. Um, it's the queen, our our lord and savior. Uh, a little uh, deviation, regular, typical gaming news. But if you were on the internet at all this week, <clears throat> sorry, pardon me a moment. I'm back. So you may have seen that uh, Twitch was a buzz because Relative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh, tried her hand at Among Us, and she streamed with a lot of popular YouTubers and Twitch. Uh, dare I say, influencers. So, um, yes, this was, I don't, like last, like Wednesday or something. I remember it, like everything was, everything was like falling apart and people were all excited about this. And, um, she put out a call on Twitter for volunteers to play with her. And, um, she got such big, Pokemon, uh, Hassan Piker, uh, Ilan Omar also came in. I just got a corpse was playing. Like, there's like all these, all these big YouTube people who have been playing among us for quite some time. Um, got with her. And I guess she has joined in on some Twitch streams, before, but this was like the first time that her actual, uh, she like streamed on her own, and the account recruits of followers. And after dealing with some technical difficulties, the stream peaked at 400 
139,000 viewers, meaning it right in the top 20 biggest streams of time for concurrent viewers. Um, and, and yeah, there's, there's lots of like highlight reels out there. I did a lot of just like, uh, old newcomer, like things where she, the, I saw this part where she was like, she would go in a room and then as the imposter room and lock herself in there and not know what she's done and then go into the next room and lock herself in it. And like, it's just, it was, a, it was a lot of fun to watch. And, um, it was, it was obviously like trying to people encouraging people to vote, which you all should do. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, and you can find a lot of <laughs> there's there's a lot of fun memes and stuff of it, and uh, definitely go out and check it out because it was it was a fun time. Did any of you watch that as it happened, or have seen anything? I've only seen clips, but it all looks marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched a Ven interview one of the uh, people who participated and yeah it AOC looked like she was having so much fun yeah yeah she's she's a real queen um, one of the guys who was on there was and it led to a great clip when he murdered her um, was uh, H-Bomber guy who's a great YouTuber. Uh, yeah. He does like a lot of video essay stuff, but uh, he, you mentioned that she's been on Twitch streams before she was on his Twitch stream. Refer. I forget what charity it was. Uh, he was playing Donkey Kong 64 nonstop until he collected every banana in the game. Oh God, that would drive me into madness. Uh, and she joined that stream, and like this made like headline news for a while. Like oh, the AOC playing video games, but she joined that stream. And he was like, she was like talking to him about what he was doing and everything, and he got her to say stuff like, "Oh, trans rights or human rights and stuff like that." It was, it was a great stream, uh, and he was part of that group that was playing with them. And there is a great uh, clip of her trusting him and then he immediately murders her and she screams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. AOC continues to be wonderful. And now on to the next piece of news. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla post-launch content has been revealed. Oh. So, with it being ninety about close to two, two a little over two weeks away, huh? Uh, Ubisoft offered a high level view of what can be expected this year, and this year, and next year. The first expansion will be Breath of the Druids. Okay. Which will release in spring of 2021, and the add-on is set in Ireland. 
centered around a druidic cult and featuring Gaelic myths. I hope they got Stonehenge. Unfortunately, no. They probably will. They have to. Druidic cults, and they're in, like, the game takes place in England. Oh, Stonehenge. Uh, the second and final expansion that I'll be releasing in the summer of 2021 is the Siege of Paris. Oh. And the DLC will chronicle the battles of Francia. And you'll be able to visit under siege Paris and meet several key historical figures. And the season pass also includes uh, the legend, the, the legend of Beowulf quest, which had previously been uh, revealed. Yep. And it follows um, the iconic legend of Beowulf. You've done France in a previous Assassin's Creed, right? Or am I just making that up? Yes, I was going to say it's. I've I've been saying Valhalla is the game of the year, but now we're going to the community and for it the greatest Assassin's Creeds. It's going to be the best one the the franchise. It's gonna blow it out of the this fucking game. Wait, which which ones? Uh Unity and Syndicate were some of the best ones. Ah, oh, for a minute I thought you were gonna say three because if you did. I have to bring up that horrible take by Alex Hutchinson. <laughs> we don't talk about him, but that doesn't. Oh, that... that man that was collectively murdered recently. <laughs> yeah, the guy that was murdered by Alex Navarro. That doesn't ruin Assassin's Creed Three at all, though. The game is still brilliant. He was he, he was a great director. Yeah, but it, but I understand. However, and freaking um. Which one did the guy that got ousted for um, cheating on his wife? <laughs> Which one? Oh, direct of an Assassin's Creed. It was actually going to be the one that was supposed to be in charge of this. Uh, this one. Yeah. Um. Crap. I wish I could figure it out. But anyway, um, that doesn't mean that their games aren't good. Tons of people make these games. You're saying these games are good despite them. Yeah, despite the creative director being an asshole and a racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I digress. Game of the year. <laughs> Can't believe Alex Navarro and Twitter just collectively murdered a man. To the point I mean, where let's... to the point where Google I... has distanced themselves from him. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. And like I I understand um, not being able to like, like what I'm doing is kind of the whole separate the art from the artist shit. But like, when you know that Cyberpunk is genuinely going to win a lot of Game of the Year stuff and all the shit that CD Projekt Red has done, you can't defend anybody anymore. Yeah, I mean, it really is just about pick your battles. Yeah, just pick pick which uh which lion you want to defend. Which evil dictator do you want to put your heart behind? 
Yeah, like I wouldn't. I think I mentioned this to you guys recently, but it's like I wouldn't shit on someone for liking Harry Potter despite J.K. Rowling's bullshit. I would absolutely yeah. shit on someone defending her just because they like Harry Potter. But like, no, like what you like, and just call out the bullshit when you see it. Yeah, I'm not gonna go and defend her, but I would talk about why Harry Potter's cool. All I was thinking yeah. of was Ashraf Ismail, and he did Assassin's Creed Origins and Black Flag, which is everybody says the best one. <laughs> oh. So, there's a lot of good Assassin's Creed games. It's a good franchise. Hell yeah! Sorry, I'm fanboying. What's the next story? Uh, no, <laughs> well, there's there's more to yours, me. right? Isn't there? Oh, I'm sorry. There's no fanboying allowed in this video game podcast, sir. I'm gonna have to <laughs> escort you out. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's kind of a. Just a smaller, although a little perplexing one. Uh, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light, which is the first game in the franchise never released outside of Japan, is now being released outside of Japan. But on a limited release window, much like Super Mario 3D All-Stars, that game will be available to purchase on the Nintendo Switch from Nintendo until March 31st of next year. That's pretty much it. There, uh, it's fully translated, um, and it's five ninety nine, which is not bad at all. Still laughing because it's like games coming. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. This this game coming. This old this old ass game that never got released out here. Even though Fire <laughs> Emblem did eventually kick off out here, it's weird that the first game has never been released, but is now. Until March thirty first next year for five ninety nine. It's this weird thing because, like, uh, there's a large portion of Western gamers that don't give a fuck about Fire Emblem, and mm-hmm. to the point of like, I will not play your Fire Emblem. Stop putting them in Smash. But then there's also like a hidden cove of people who love Fire Emblem. <laughs> the point mm-hmm. of like those my nintendo rewards the majority of them that you can get are from the mobile game that's fire emblem that i don't know anyone who plays but somebody does like it's just this you either love it or you hate it and um with this news story it, like it's a lot of people were super excited about it but then when I heard about the limited release thing it uh it fell apart yeah, this has me wondering: is 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 Nintendo like hard up for cash right now? I don't know because why? Because they're just trying to have these like they're releasing games as limited time events. Well, this well, article it- does note that March thirty first when both. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars, and this is going to stop being sold. They did note that that's the official end of Nintendo's fiscal year. I don't know if that has something to do with it. Uh, yeah, I think I think we had brought up on a previous episode of this show. Or either this show, or I must have seen somewhere else. 
that it's like a break glass in case of emergency type of thing. Yeah, because I've I've been kind of under the impression that Super Mario 3D All Stars are just going to individually release each of those three games on the store on their own for probably a little bit more than you would have gotten it in the collection. Um, and the only thing that's like limited is the collection itself. But who knows? Who knows what Nintendo's up to? Time will tell. Nintendo's always up to some ass shit. Like at the end of the day, that's what you can say. <laughs> like they, we're never gonna understand them. So next up in the Venn delineation. Yeah, there's we've, we've got, there's finally an update. So, uh, Ben is uh, they recently raised or they recently uh, secured a twenty six million Series A financing round. And uh, have you guys heard of Nexstar? No, I don't think. Well, uh, Next Nexstar Media Group have secured secured the right to appoint a member to Venn's board of directors and also exclusive rights to broadcast Venn for local TV Hmm. and this this means that it is no longer just a web channel and now we'll, we'll and will now be an act, legit gaming channel which I'm kind of happy about because I literally have a piece on the site saying um of I think it was Ven or hopes hopes for Ven. And basically just another chance of getting a chance of getting things right second time around in terms of G four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hope hopes for Ven a second chance at getting it right. So This is interesting to me, because like I was looking up what Nextar owns and the majority of their stations are like they're like local stations that broadcast a CBS an ABC or a Fox so like they would come to like a a basic cable type thing I would assume but like also wasn't Connor just talking in the group about how he didn't understand how G4 would survive on TV today 
and you were like, oh, it's they're they're gonna go online, but then a Ven then goes to TV. <laughs> like it's this weird line that they're straddling, decide where they want to put their money into. And I would honestly assume that like online is the way to go to television because if you look at the way things are going like what is it ultimately going to end up kind of uh what's it what's the word extension of like netflix or something like if if all cable like dies where is ven gonna go yes that's a good point uh So didn't I it's say? Not, oh, go ahead. It's not like other channels haven't tried it. I'm like eighty percent sure that Disney Channel had a gaming thing for a little bit. Yeah, they did some gaming stuff. There's still a show on that has like Jacksepticeye on it or something. But for a while, they showed like some watch uh, league tournaments and stuff. They they tried it. Yeah, and they had Parker PAs. What is that? What? That was a Sugar Pine reference. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> because uh, Parker of Parker Plays fame was part of sort of a part of Sugar Pine Seven for the first season. And was he on Disney XD? I think this was well. There's an episode later on like a year a year or two later or basically during the last time point in time where they were with rooster teeth and they go to visit him at disney yeah. and turns out and they basically it turns out that he he's not the star of the show he's just a, a, a an intern I would also bet um, there's probably a large contingent of parents out there who would trust like a gaming TV channel over their kids just watching random streams on Twitch. You know? Well, I'm I'm worried. uh, I mean, considering uh, then started on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Roku, uh, and others, other applications. I'm wondering how they're going to integrate. I'm wondering, one, if they're still going to stream to said platforms, and two, how they're going to handle the like integration of being a official channel rather than being a channel that's only on uh, five days of the week. Yeah. Or no, not even five, only on four days of the week. So, 
also this is a this is a increase of when of their initial uh finance like seed financing back in September when they raised uh seventeen million dollars. So things are looking pretty good for them. Yeah. And nice. they also appointed Viacom and NBC Sports uh Jeff Jacobs as its new EVP and general manager who will oversee Ben's growth and expansion via content and business operations. So things are I don't know. Okay, I'm not gonna. Things are good, and I can't. I can't say it. Can't say it. <laughs> I was gonna. Make, I, was, I was gonna make 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 a. It's all. It's coming a Millhouse reference, but it, it reference one of the personalities on the channel who ha, has a late night show, but then I realize. I don't want to come off, come off sounding a, a, like a perv, so. <laughs> Just say everything's coming up Soup Dragon, or whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> yeah, everything's coming up Sushi, sushi, sushi Dragon. <laughs> VGO.TV's Wind Podcast. We can barely speak. <laughs> we have no fucking clue what we're doing. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> Sorry, this is a podcast? That's news to me. I thought this was Spanish class. <laughs> I thought we were doing this on Skype. <laughs> uh, so, in all seriousness, though, uh, let's move on to remember this. Graydon, take it away. All right. Um, yeah, we got we got plenty of time. We're like, we're, we're only a little over an hour in the get in to remember this um so i picked out a game this i felt we talked about before but maybe we actually didn't um but i felt like it needed to be said because this has for years and years been deemed my favorite game of all time that has changed around a bit as other games have come but this is always up there in the top like three and that game is Marvel Ultimate, which is celebrating its uh, 14th anniversary yesterday on October 24th, 2006. Um, and I f- thought that we've all talked this, so I thought that we had all played it. Um, we, you, you have, right? I, I still have my copy on 360. Okay. And, and Alan? I, uh, I played it when it came out. Played it on 360, or I played it on Xbox, then Xbox 360, and then uh, the the brief time when it was available on Xbox One and PS PS4. One, yeah. So I I same thing. I played it did initially on the Wii, and then I got it on 360 and. Very recently, like last year, on PS4, um, leading up to Ultimate Alliance 3, which I waited many, many years on because 2 just was cutting it for me. Though I do need to go back and play 2. Um, 
because I feel like I gave it a wrong. I feel like I gave it a wrong judging, but do either of you, did you like to? I never finished it. So I played one on my PSP, um, which is also kind of really impressive that the PSP version of that game is just like the console versions. I did not came to PSP. Now I want to hunt that down. Yeah, literally just the same exact. I mean, it's not going to be in the same definition as probably lower poly graphics, but same exact game. Wow. Um, and so I played it on PSP, and then I bought the first one for my 360. It's literally like a used copy from GameStop because they it was it, it was obviously a copy that was bundled with a different game in one case, and they just tore the cover art in half so that it was only Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Uh, that's the physical copy I own because <laughs> they, you're, you're never going to take that from. You're gonna to have to take it from my cold, dead hands because that, that I'm not an idiot. To, when that came out on PS4, I was like, I'm going to buy this as soon as possible. Because <laughs> I know exactly what's gonna happen, and it did. They'd stop selling it. So, wow. I own I own also the PS4 and PS4 versions of both games. That's how I have Marvel Ultimate Alliance too, because. Before that, to try to get a physical copy of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 was not worth it for the amount of money that people were asking. <laughs> I have just um, found the PSP version for $10, and I'm going to buy it. Dude, it's literally the exact same game. That's fantastic. Like That doesn't, that doesn't yeah. turn me off. That makes you want to play more. You know what other game was like? It's not the exact same game, but it works super well on a PSP is The Force Awakens. Not The Force Awakens, The Force Unleashed. Yes. Oh, really? There are levels like that. There are levels and boss battles and shit like that exclusive to the PSP version of that game. Wow. And it was uh, good? Yeah. Okay, so I just looked up why the, why the games got delisted. Activision lost the license. Yeah, first time I ran at least. Yeah, and it was same thing went for the re-release, and yeah, this happened back. This happened about over two years ago, and without notice, and it's not the first, and it wasn't the first time that. Activision had done done that, so I knew exactly what I saw the writing on the wall. I was like, "Nope, I'm going to buy the official version of this game before they take it away from me again." <laughs> and in case for whatever reason I can never, I can. I've already checked, but in case for whatever reason I can never download those games again, I still got my physical version for 360. Okay, so well, hold on. I had a, I wanted to. Can can I spend a little more time on this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We, we have plenty of time. Okay. All right. I just I wanted to get a conversation going because I kind of like doing this about remember this because done it every once in a while. We've done it recently, but I want to hear one character you needed in your party and memorable boss fight. Okay. Character that I needed in my party. 
Spider-Man, obviously. Um, and I think the most memorable boss fight for me in that game is Galactus. Oh, when he's like walking the Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Um, and but who was your party member? Spider-Man. Okay. Mine. Yeah, there's no was... way. I didn't have, there's no way I wasn't gonna have <laughs> Spider-Man in my party. He was the best. Cause he, well, he was one of the best because he was a flying character, but also like I loved how you could raise or lower the the flying and then or the web slinging, and just like yeah. his powers were awesome. Um, mine was Deadpool. Like even when I went back to, I needed, um, needed to play as him all the time. Um, and then for uh, crap. For boss fight, I'm sorry, on the fritz. Um, but for boss fights, I think about the Fang Foom one a lot, and yeah. I also think about the Modok one because that one kind of like it was just a trivia contest, which was really, <laughs> really cool. Which was weird about like Activision's Marvel games because there the Wolverine boss fight in Web of Shadows was also a trivia fight. <laughs> like, oh, really? Activision, yeah, the, you. So you would fight Wolverine, and then at some point he would like climb up and cling to a wall. Then he'd ask you some Spider-Man trivia. I was like some deep cut shit like who did on May invite to Thanksgiving or something like that. And it's like, what the fuck? I think the point was he was trying to like confirm if that actually was Spider-Man or just another symbiote. So it's like asking him stuff that only Spider-Man would know, but it was just a trivia fight. You fight Wolverine for a little bit and he jumps on the wall and he asks you Marvel trivia. That's weird. I that game you have to find now. All right, and Alan, what was yours? Uh, my, f- my, so essential party member. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine. Okay. Okay. Obviously. And uh, my favorite boss fight was. I want to. S- if I remember correctly, uh, it, it was technically it was more of a mini boss battle, but I just liked ha- doing the fight be- because it was just just fun for me. Uh, how much? Uh, uh, Bucky or Winter, Sol- Winter Soldier? Are you for? Mm-hmm. Re- I was just thinking about that one, and I was like, he's gonna say Winter Soldier. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Yeah, I I I kept kept forgetting that. Like the the uh, the major death in the the game. I kept I kept thinking I kept forgetting whether or not it was this, or uh, X Men Legends Two. death were you thinking oh is it the Mephisto one yeah yeah 
You had yeah, to choose somebody. You had to choose somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. And you, I always took Ghost Rider. Sacrificed him because I was like, "It's Ghost Rider. He'll be fine." <laughs> Which is funny because I think Ghost Rider is like the editory ally you have in that mission, but you could also, once you unlock Ghost Rider, just have a duplicate Ghost Rider. So I would just have, this is the Ghost Rider clone that I'm sacrificing, <laughs> so technically I'm not sacrificing anybody. <laughs> um, I, I think I uh, I may have um, I think I actually, I when I first played it, I accidentally sacrificed uh, Iron Man. Oh, but the way oh. I the way I see it, I was thinking years and years ahead when it comes to the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> that, I was gonna say this is like a good for people who never played it but are super into the MCU stuff. Like this is a very good time capsule. Yeah, uh, Doctor Doom or. Loki. Wow. Yeah, because for a long time, like for someone like me who's been a lifelong Marvel fan, like this is all we had. Yeah. In terms of like cinematic Marvel stuff. Like they, you know, they the, Spider Man had his movies and but in terms of like have, having them all work together and seeing them all work together in one thing, like this is this and the Ultimate Avengers movies that were straight to DVD were about we had and it's interesting to see that stuff like see this game and see those ultimate avengers movies and see what marvel was what these characters were like before the mcu came around and made them so iconic or at least so much more well known it was like marvel smash bros like it was just everybody all together and the like it taught me a lot about different villains and um i loved how you could like if you had um if you had spider-man in your group and then he taught he would talk to scorpion when you came up to him and then you'd learn a bit more about the lore and it was just like really smart yeah based off of who you had in your party you would get special dialogue with some boss fights and stuff like that and Um, you could you would yeah um, you could also do like a fucking. You would get bonuses, like party bonuses, if you did stuff like the Fantastic Four or the Knights and stuff like that, or the Defenders. Um, fuck, that game was really cool. Yeah, I I keep thinking about why I never got like I just couldn't get into Ultimate Alliance three, and I think it it was more of a Team Ninja thing and not or it was more because of the developer because I was just just I preferred Raven to Team Ninja. Three's combat does not seem as uh influential. Like it, it just kind of feel like you're mashing buttons. Whereas in the originals you felt more like different packs did different things. And you could kind of oh I need a tank because he's gonna run in there and I need a range like range person. But in three it's just kind of it's it's a mess when it comes to combat, but I feel like three does for like 
it does for the the era of people that were just based that grew up with MC. It's got your hands Marvel. Like I think three yeah. is a really good what the originals were but for new fans and even though it doesn't totally satiate like i think that it still does a really good job yeah i still think about those pre-rendered cutscenes. like i used to fucking take my psp to school and watch them and be like man if this were a movie it'd be so cool and now I have that, but it's just the, those cutscenes were like that game was so well done at the time, man. It's very smart, and it's also Spider Man is a flying character, but he's the only one who has a web swinging animation in the game. They made a whole animation just for one character. So oh god, fit. yeah that that was one of the best part. Or the... Well, Venom has it too when the DLC characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to reuse that animation at some point, but. Yeah, like the fact that they only that they did a specific animation that for only two characters because it would it makes sense canonically. Like it's so fucking. There's so many good little details in it. Whenever you fucking go to a new base or a new level or stuff like that, like it it, it was as much a video game as like a tour through this fucking universe. And if you've never played it before, it was a top-down RPG. I have yet to even, like, I never even addressed, like, what it was. It's a top-down of nostalgia. But if, um, yeah. yeah, if you had seen, like, Marvel Heroes, that was very like it, like, in terms of how it worked. Its gameplay was very similar. Um, so, yeah, if you like that kind of thing, um in the in the style of like an isometric dungeon crawler type but with superheroes definitely go find ultimate alliance um i guess you have to find it physically but <laughs> they're they're still out there i've seen them in games and stuff yeah and i think it's like you know at most you might end up sp- spending ten dollars for it and i would say that's even kind of pricey for that game but yeah, it's not a bad buy it's not a bad way to spend an afternoon um i was playing it co-op with my friends when it came to ps4 and it's still a very fun co-op game yeah yeah i think it was i keep forgetting whether it whether it was the first or second one that gamestop had a like buy one or buy this and get Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's the first one. That's the so that's the box that I have because it was it it was that and a different game in the same box. So on one side the box art was Marvel Ultimate Alliance, on the other was the other game. So my copy has the cover art ripped in half so that it only has the Marvel Ultimate Alliance side. Mine is too, actually. Mine yeah. came with a uh, Pro Gotham Re- the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah, um, the, the only reason I brought this up is because it was the only, the the first and only time my dad took me to therapy. And I made a big fuss, like, hey, can we go, can we go to GameStop? I was like, what do you mean GameStop? There's a GameStop <laughs> somewhere near here. I know it. 
But yeah, man, Marvel to Alliance. It's a very good game. Did the similar thing of no, there's a GameStop around here. When I was looking for the Vita version of MLB the show, <laughs> I was I went like GameStop hop to try and freaking find a copy of that game. I don't know why I just thought of that from your story. But people will not uh kids in the next generation will not know what that is. Yeah. Going to multiple game stores. Damn games. Play. At the at the right at your fingertips. I mean, I discovered uh, Kotor just from a, a rent, like a brick and mortar mom and pop shop. Rick and Morty. Yes, I uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty. The only reason I got into Kingdom Hearts was because a girl that I liked in school was into Kingdom Hearts, so I bought the second one, and fucking that game's dope. <laughs> So instead of getting with the girl, you got with the game. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Who needs women when I got Goofy and Donald? (laughs) That's They're the only friends I need. And then Mickey sticking his head out of double anus. What? (laughs) Wait, what? Uh, Raul will understand (laughs) that one. The fuck did you say? I think I hear Look, a windmill. Man. Look, man, I wouldn't fuck with Mickey in that game. Mickey in that game is a certified badass. That man is wielding a Hellblade that's made out of solid gold. I'm not joking. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, let's let's head to the rumor mill. Um, here she is. Our 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 glorious president made that she is bad for birds. <laughs> I assure you she is not. She's great for rumors and leaks. Oh, that's what that smell is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the the only leaks that will be coming out of this thing is blood. <laughs> From all the bird blood. Yeah, all the all the birds that have gotten stuck <laughs> in it and have been chopped to pieces. May they rest in pieces. So, uh Green, why don't you take the first story? Okay. Um, crap, I lost my thing. Oh, wait, hold on. Here it is. Here it is. So this is super exciting. Um, so according to the Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee, they have supposedly rated the game Brontal Life 2 Realms for Nintendo Switch, which is yet, as of yet, unannounced. Um, so this game would be the third entry in the series created by Fifth Set, um, which originally launched within yes, September 2007. Um, that franchise at all, you'll know that there was a sub edition that came out as well as a official sequel called the next chapter that came out for DS in 2009. The game was ported to iOS in May 2014, and we've yet to hear from it since. Um, and and yeah, so I saw this a couple places online, but nothing even came of it. Like, no, there was no announcement. Um, nobody really talked about it besides fans of the series. I consider myself a fan of the series because um, I remember I remember 
that game that game might have been in one of my ds's that i lost and i remember kind of maybe playing it again or at the very least i remember the second like the sequel to it i was playing and um the the sequel to it was a lot more in depth than the first one and it actually had a really good story so i'd be excited to see another one but yeah did any of you ever play I'm drawn to life confusing it for yeah. Yeah. So Scribblenauts was Scribblenauts they were pretty similar cuz they were both D- DS games about drawing. Um yeah. but Scribblenauts was more like a puzzle solving type of thing I believe. It was like, oh, I need to to uh help this dinosaur who's sad. he has little arms and like big arms and then he would be okay. Um, yeah. But Drawn to Life is more of like an actual there was a story to it. So like, oh, this person, you you were like a master drawer or something, kind of like uh like Lego movie or something, but with a brush. And um, so like you needed to build a draw yourself an elaborate boat and then get across the sea, and then the story would progress. So you had to like um, I think in in the second one you had to like deck yourself out in armor that you you drew. Um, so it was a lot more like Minecrafty as well as story. You had to draw a lot of the big thing, draw houses and paint houses and, um, buildings for your city. Like it was, it was really deep and, um, I would be interested to see how they bring it to the switch, especially considering they're, they're kind of just like, nah, no more handhelds. We're going to do everything on, on the switch now. Yeah, yeah, I'm really hoping the announcement comes, especially now that this is out there and people are interested in it. But yeah, if we hear anything that you'll you'll hear hear from us first. Well, you'll probably hear from more reputable websites. Nope, nope, nope. You'll find it here first. Yeah, only from us. Yes, only come to us for your gaming news. Can you imagine somewhere this is only? I love you. I want to you, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Kojima Productions confirms it is working on a new project. This and they put out a basically a a join join us tweet saying. Uh, Kojima Productions confirms a new project and is in development and is looking to hire the best in class talent to work out of our Tokyo studio. For more information on the openings and requirements, please, please visit our website and so, so on and so forth. And there is a lot of there's a lot of I think it was Jeff Grubb who has been saying like he's been stoking the flames saying that they're working on they're really working on Silent on Silent Hills. Hmm. I would absolutely love that. From all the stuff that I've learned recently regarding Silent Hills, I need more of that. <laughs> I would, 
I equal parts love and hate that. Because <laughs> you don't want it because it's too scary? Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's me. I was, I was telling mom because she watched us play PT, and I was telling her the other like the new stuff I heard regarding how they like essentially the woman in it is like camera angle is always set, following you. Yeah, she's always you. And I told her that, and I was like, I I can't believe I had a game. Oh, like this would have been the best horror game of all, time, and they just let it die. And but at the same time, I would never. <laughs> but I just touched it. Just want it to exist. <laughs> like for people who I want that for them, but I would never I go fucking, near it. I struggle playing through Resident Evil Seven, having the time of my life, and also the worst time of my life. <laughs> that sucks. I hate it. Uh... It's hard to be a horror fan that also gets scared way too easily. <laughs> That hey, just do what I did with uh, Resident Evil Resident Evil Two uh, remake. Just install a mod that removes Nemesis, not Nemesis, uh, Mister X. You did do that, or do the plays X go and give it to you every time he shows up? Yeah, that's the mod I'm gonna. <laughs> <run>. <laughs> that's the one, Mister X. Go and give it to you, Mister X. Go and give it to your girl. I mean, have you seen that fucking underwear mod? Dude's cut. <laughs> uh, laughing is fun. Oh my god, you <laughs> keep trying meat on those abs anyway. Uh, I'll take this the, the last story. Uh, Microsoft is working on xCloud streaming 6 for TV as well as new tiers for Game Pass. Interesting. So, Phil Spencer has hinted that the company is planning on TV streaming sticks for its xCloud service. And he, in an interview with Stratechery, I can't pronounce that right. Uh, Spencer discussed the potential for additional tiers of Game Pass, which could include a free bundled TV stick to play xCloud games. He said, I think you're going to see lower-priced hardware as part of our ecosystem. When you think about streaming sticks and other things that somebody might want to just go plug into their TV and go play via xCloud, you can imagine us even having something that we could just include in the game kit. Game Pass sub that gave you an ability to stream xCloud games to your television and buying the controller. Uh, he's all he also teases the potential for Game Pass Platinum with guaranteed access to new hardware uh, or new Xbox hardware. So. It really sounds like 
the promise that Google made when they announced Stadia is basically what Microsoft is making good on with xCloud. Like all that stuff people thought Stadia was going to like change the future of gaming as we know and stuff like that. This all sounds like stuff that Microsoft is actually going for. If I can buy a fucking... I bought a Roku recently for 40 bucks. If I can buy a fucking xCloud streaming stick for 40, 50 bucks, bundled with a controller, take it home, connect it to my TV, and then just play Halo within minutes, that's fucking revolutionary, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, normally I would end the show now, uh, since we did our three rumoral stories. I'm just going to talk about the uh, uh, an honorable mention because by the time I saw this news, I think the the doc was already set up. Uh, Phil Spencer hinted at a return of one verse one hundred. So, time during uh, the Xbox Fan Fest trivia event, uh, Phil Spencer mentioned. Uh, regarding technical issues that happened on the event. Maybe we should bring back our own trivia game from our past. That last line could be hinting to that Xbox could be bringing back 1 vs. 100, which was which ran from 2009-2010 on the 360. So, I'm sharing this because I had a lot of fun playing that game. Is that game based on the TV show? It's a. Did you ever did you ever play it or see anything on, on it? I well, I know of a TV show called that. So then I started googling it, and now I'm seeing that, like there's. It looks like you used your Xbox avatar to do essentially what the TV show is. So I'm trying to see which came first. Uh, the TV show came first. The Xbox. Like it. It was a straight up live thing where they had they had someone doing the voice like the a voiceover or doing the narration or, or hosting narration. And I remember, I, I specifically remember summer 2009 because that was the year when I got deep into fallout. So I was playing fallout three, uh, randomly and then playing one version 100 with with my asshole friends at the time (laughs) i mean i feel like hq the reason hq fell was because of shitty management i feel like if anything hq proved that that model can work Mm -hmm. even better now than it did then yeah Especially suited, like, I think it's best suited for, like, mobile. I mean, you, you see that with Jackbox, too. Um, yeah. People just joining into, like, a part game crowd format. But I think if you did it, especially if you implemented, like, xCloud usage into it, which I guess it would be because everything's pretty much going to be xCloud. But say you made this game, you put it on Game Pass, even people on mobile could do it with xCloud. And people gather around like a, a TV and play it on a Xbox it would be great 
it would be and and do it through Windows Store too. You could have it just PC and and you could get a huge crowd going. Yeah. So with that, we the show is over. <laughs> you can go home, but you can't stay here. I've been your host, <laughs> Alamir, and I want to thank Greenweb. A pleasure as always, sir. And Raul Contreras. Uh, knack related reference. Yeah, insert, insert knack reference here. <laughs> insert knack reference here. Yes, thank you. Thank uh, you. Uh, visit, <laughs> visit the website, bg.tv. Uh, read Graydon's review of The Under Presents. And uh, app recap September coming out shortly because I finished it up while we did this. Okay, that. And people say I'm not. And people say I'm imp- unprofessional. Ooh, I, I have. Some, ooh, ooh, I have something that uh, is more for you guys, uh, but also anyone listening. If you listen in time, um, Bioware recently, is it a subscription to your OnlyFans? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Please. Uh, no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh no, Bioware recently put the mass a new version of the Mass Effect hoodie back on sale. It's up for pre order right now. Um, the hoodie, yeah, the official Ooh. Bioware Mass Effect hoodie is up for pre order right now. It's sixty dollars US. <laughs> um, it is new because I've had both of the previous versions, and uh, there's some new change, subtle changes to this one. Uh, I absolutely wrecked the second version of that hoodie that I had because I used to wear it at work at a Burger King thinking, oh, I'll just wreck this one and then buy another one. They'll always be for sale. Then I was dead wrong. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, they're on sale now or they're off for pre-order now. Well, if, and, you, uh, if you tell the world about them, then you what if they're on your own pre-order? I already, I already secured it, my dog. Okay, okay, good, good. It's done. I'm like that. Hello, dogs. We are out. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a VGU.TV production. For all of the hottest hot takes and other opinions on video games, music, and a lot more, tune in to VGU.TV.